The information provided is not a substitute for legal and other professional advice where the facts and circumstances warrant. People should always consult their own legal or other professional advisors and discuss the facts and circumstances that apply to their specific circumstances. The information shared on Ask the Landlord is for educational purposes only. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ask the Landlord with your favorite landlord, Albert Dweck. I'm Melissa. I'm one of Albert's producers and a former New York City renter. And together, we're going to be asking this landlord some questions. Here's my question today, Albert. What is the difference between a co-op and a condo? Very good, Melissa. I mean, that's a great question. and A lot of people don't know what that is. So let's just uh, make sure we know. So co-op is a cooperative, cooperative form of ownership and condo is condominium form of ownership. So in New York City, we have a lot of co-ops because really it was a New York City uh, phenomenon. Um, we'll talk more about what that was. And then around the country and the world, you see a lot of condominiums, condominiums. So really, we'll speak about condominiums first and then co-ops, um, cooperatives later. Um, condominiums are basically where, let's say you have a building and it's a it's a number of apartments and then everyone has individual ownership of their apartments from the walls in uh and then there are there are elements of the building that they that they share that are common elements right like the hallways the outside of the building in some cases the balconies so but if you wanted to buy a condominium you could just buy a condominium like a house, but it's a house that's stacked on other houses, right? So the the rules about, you know, there are some rules obviously about condominiums uh, where, uh, you know, the building was built in a certain way and you need to know that and they have some rules about um, what you can do with your condo unit as part of the, the um, neighborhood or building. Um, but generally whoever wants to buy a condo can buy a condo where I've seen in the past where condos say, okay, well, you know, you can't rent out your unit for a certain amount of time or things like that. Those are some rules that people have, or you can't put this, uh, signage outside your apartment or, you know, you gotta, you know, we gotta have the hallways a certain way though. You know, these condominiums have certain rules. Um, to keep the building looking a certain way or the neighborhood looking a certain way. Um, but that's the simple the simple condominiums. Uh, is that right? So then with condominiums, generally less restrictions on who can buy them and how they can be financed. And, you know, a condominium is like a house, you know. Okay, so when you, you want to buy a house, you, you know, you... You, you own the house, you buy it. Um, condominiums uh, usually, so when you have a house, right, you're, yeah, you have the grass, you have the snow, you know, so let's say in the, in the Northeast or whatever or wherever, you have to clean up after yourself and you have to pay for your maintenance of your property, right? As a condominium, Obviously, there's like hallways or sometimes maybe you have a doorman or um, there's some common area things, right, that you have to contribute to as a group, right? 
So those are called common charges, sometimes called assessments. Um, so the building is usually governed by a condominium association, which is a nonprofit that is run by a board, usually elected from the owners, that you know make sure that everything goes along well. Like everyone's common charges need to be paid into uh, a certain account, and then the condo association, the board manages that. Like, oh, is there a management company that's managing? Is there a doorman that we have to pay? Who cleans the hallways? Um, what about upkeep of the building that's not inside your unit? So let's say, you know, the building outside the facade needs work. They, you know, they make sure they reserve for that in a budget. So when you're buying into a condominium, you need to, uh, you know, check into those things like, oh, what are my common, what are my ch- common charges covering condo association fees? That's what that's, and like, what are they covered? And then sometimes it's like, what, make sure it's well funded. And sometimes there's things that happen that they make special assessments to the condo owners. So those are things to be aware of when you're getting into buying a condominium association. Are those monthly fees or is that a yearly fee? Typical monthly monthly fees um, that people pay, you know, uh, like uh, common charges. Would be for trash removal or cleaning or landscaping or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So those are, uh, and, you know, part of that's reserves to make sure the building's fixed up and things like that. So uh, sometimes, though, there are extenuating circumstances that require a condo association to do, make special assessments. So, Those are things that you need to be aware of um, when you're buying into a condo association. Co-ops, from what I, you know, understood in um, my research is that they were really like a New York City phenomenon. What happened was people were concerned about living in these buildings and they wanted to sort of make sure who, see who their neighbors were going to be, control that. And in a way... Instead of, as opposed to a condominium where you own your own condo unit and you could buy that and there's like no one could stop you from buying that condo unit, right? Mm -hmm. In a cooperative, what happens is there's a corporation that owns the entire building, including your apartment. And when you buy your apartment, you're not buying your apartment, you're buying shares in the corporation that are equal to your apartment. It sounds like a little weird, right? So you're not really buying your unit. You're buying shares in the corporation that owns the... So what that what that does is that has you be subject to the approval of the co-op board. So there's a board of directors and rules that runs the cooperative company that owns the building, and they decide the rules of who can live there and, and, who, and who can't live there. Hmm. So that's not so easy. So right. So there. So I'm going to give you some examples of some rules of a co-op. So what happens is then you have to apply. So so let's say uh, someone's selling their apartment, a co-op, and you want to buy it. You buy it. You 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 sign up to buy it. And you're like, oh, it's hard enough to buy it and get a mortgage and all that stuff. And you're like, now you have to file a whole like board package where you're like, you have to submit your 
uh, letters of recommendation and no financials and all this to another group of people to get approved by the board. So it's a bit nerve wracking. And they have rules about how much you have to put down, how much you could borrow. Wow. Um, to like some places say, some co-ops here in New York City say, you know what? No financing is allowed. Wow. Like that's, I mean, you could see how that limits the buyer pool. Definitely. Or they'll say, oh, you could only do up to 50% financing. Oh, and oh, by the way, you know those common charges that we discussed in the condo? We have them too, but you have to demonstrate that you have to have a year's worth of them in the bank. Okay. Then there are some that says, you know what? We want only people that live all year round in the apartments. Like, so I know you, you, Melissa, and, and Alan travel a lot. And and let's say you go into the con- co-op board and you go, oh, no, we like to travel and we're only going to be home three months out of the year. And they go, no, no, we don't want that. We want people that this is where they live and it has to be your primary residence. I'm like, wow. no, no, but you say, I can afford to do, to pay. I don't care the mortgage. No, no, they go, it has to be your primary residence. Wow. So you could tell me that that, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't. That's not fair, but it is what you know, it is, I guess. These, right, and then these boards also, I say, you know what? We don't want this person because it's going to bring too much publicity to the building. Some, you know, there were some celebrities that some notoriously some boards didn't allow into their co-op Ooh, because they didn't want to have that. Juicy. Yeah, they didn't want to have those. Um, you know, they didn't want to have that sort of thing in the building. Um, it's uh, it's wild. So, so what happens then? Is that well now? Let's say you, let's say you did all that and you got approved. So now you could see that a condominium and a co-op, well, they both like look the same from the outside. They're not the same, right? So co-ops, for that matter, usually in New York, ch- trade for about twenty to twenty-five percent less hmm. than condos. So that's sort of a place you could look for a deal. That's interesting. If you could uh, deal with their rules, right? If they work for you. Um, for example, we were in a, a, you know, we were in a co-op, and the, the 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 co-op had rules. You know, the the guy the the person who owned the apartment couldn't rent it out for more than a year or more than two years to somebody if they didn't want to live there, right? So that means that there was a there was a rules. So you couldn't. So those are important things to know when you're getting involved. Um, if if that doesn't, if that's not, if those rules make sense to you, that's fine. But if not, um, you know, obviously you have to deal with that. So that could be a, it could present an excellent opportunity for the people that can deal with that because that you'll be getting a significant discount to what you could buy in a new condo because a condo now. So some so now, I think you would say, oh, well, a condo. Somebody, let's say, from international could buy a condo. And someone can buy a co-op too, but there's there's much bigger buyer pools for condos because you know, people don't ask there's no there's there's maybe a approval to move in, but for a condo, but for a co-op, there's a real board package that you have to fill out and it's like uh you have to meet with the people and uh present and get letters and it's almost like joining a club, which is crazy. So those are and then also co-ops have their common charges the same way. Um, 
very much similarly to condos. Uh, uh, so very interesting. Now, there are co-ops that are function like condos, meaning have less stringent rules. They're called condops, you know. Um, so you could look for those too. Like they have more, they function more like condos. So those are, you know, uh, available. But, you, you know, you don't know that until you search for them uh, on the market. But it's a very cool, um, cool, like interesting way of differentiating uh, these constructs of how these buildings are set up. Uh, and again, in the in the co-ops, as opposed, as similar to condos, there's a common areas of the building that are shared, but there's generally much more of a rules uh, governance with co-ops than there are with condos. Are co-ops nationwide, or are they predominantly in New York City? They're predominantly in New York, but they did, you know, they once they something worked in New York, it got more um, more prevalent. In other, I think it happens in other places, but. Um, more you see more condos than others, but um, it happens in uh, it definitely happens in other cities as well. But mostly condos in other cities and condos and co-ops in New York as well. So super creative uh, thing there. Yeah. So as a renter, I probably wouldn't see any units that are in co-ops. I would most likely you see would. no. You would see I could both if it's allowed. You would see both. Um, I've rented in co-ops you mm. what to know is there might as a renter who's renting in a condo there's first of all there's for an owner of a condo to rent there's rules about how many what the term is that they can rent and things like that fine there's probably more rules for a co-op and then as a renter you want to know what the setup is of the building that you're renting from right so is it oh is it owned? So, and it's good to know, like as a renter. So you're saying, well, is the building a rental building? Like, is that what they do, rentals? Or is the building condo owners and they rent it out mostly? You know, like you want to know, oh, most of the people who live in this building, are they owners? And then some of them rent out. Oh, that's, con. you know, could be condos. And then, then you have a building where, you, oh, most of the people live here all year round and it's co-op and some people rent. Okay, so you sort of want to know because if you you might some places have rules where you could only stay there for a year or two as a co-op, as a renter. So, you know, sometimes if you're renting in a co-op, you should know that there are rules for that. And you also have to go through a board approval package. So, you know, you may first have to um, get through the application process with your landlord as the owner of the unit then you have to sort of go through a board package, which is not, it's not bad or anything, but it's just, it's something to know that, you know, you also have to go through another approval step, uh, which may make it cheaper um, to rent um, again. So. Are are all buildings either co-ops or condos or that other one? Or rentals? Combina- no, the combination of the two, condop. <laughs> so all buildings are, whatever they are, you know, so you can have buildings that are rental buildings like multifamily buildings, right? Okay. That could be owned by one uh, landlord owner or whatever. And they're just rentals. You know, most mm-hmm. buildings are rentals. Okay. And then you have buildings that are condominiums and then you have buildings that are co-ops. Well, the condop is a co-op that is, has like looser rules. Mm-hmm. 
That's more like it functions like a condo, but it's really a cooperative. Okay. And then there's partic- you know, when you own in a cooperative condo, there's an opportunity to participate in the ownership group in the board of directors for the association so you can participate in the uh, uh, what happens with your apartment, with your neighborhood, with your building. Like people sometimes do that. All right. Very good, Albert. Thank you so much for explaining the difference of a co-op, a condo, a condop. I really learned a lot here, so thank you. Thank you, Melissa. For more episodes, please subscribe to Ask the Landlord on your favorite podcast platform. We'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the show, check out our Ask the Landlord YouTube channel. If you have a question for Albert, feel free to contact him on Instagram at AskTheLandlord and check out his TikTok at AskTheLandlord. Bridging the gap between landlords and tenants, this has been Ask the Landlord. Thanks for listening. Thank you.